Hey everyone, welcome to season two of Shake Sales. I'm your new host, Sujan Patel. I'm one of the founders and CEO of Mailshake. And today we're speaking with Ryan about mental resilience in sales. Ryan, thanks so much for joining. And uh, would you mind doing a quick introduction? Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me, Shujin. I love talking about this topic and appreciate people making time for this. So my name is Ryan Johansson. I'm based in the Boston area and I run a company called Ryan Johansson LLC. Um, and what I do with that company is I provide training workshops and coaching for um, SaaS sales and CS teams to help their teams get more done in less time. Um, and the reason I got into this whole venture is really not because I was a productivity expert at first. Um, it actually came from a pretty tough experience. So as a first time manager, I was running a CS team at a startup in Boston and I had gone from a high performing IC and basically moved into management. And then within about a year, I found myself in a hospital because of being burnt out and, and working too many hours. And uh, I was, I was a pretty miserable human being. Uh, and that was definitely a low point in life. It felt like that was kind of the end of the road. But the good part about that is it made me radically open-minded that what I was doing wasn't working. So I should probably look to find out the question I was trying to solve is how can I get more done in less time? And also the important thing was like, how can I change the way I think about work? So I got out of that after four days and just started studying every book I could. I was taking courses, talking to people and really chased that with the competitive drive that I really live by. And the cool thing about that is I started not only feeling better, but I was able to handle more pressure at work. I was able to focus more, get more done, do a much better product. Then I had the bright idea of, hey, I wish someone had taught me this stuff um, before it was before I went through that. So I decided to put this together. It started out small with doing things for my team, then my company, then um, for much larger groups, I've done giant webinars and I've had over 3000 people uh, join one of my training sessions in one way or another. So um, I'm psyched to be here and talk a little bit more about this topic. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I feel like burnout's one of those like hidden, hidden causes of, uh, you know, employee turnover on, you know, sales going down, you know, you know, these days is tough economy, but when you've got folks that are also burning out from that at the same time, from a crazy growth economy, you know, performance, uh, you know, performance can wither very, very quickly. Uh, jumping to the first question, what's your, what's your number one cause? Or what's your take on the number one cause for a burnout for a sales rep? Yeah. So that's, that's a big, complex, hairy answer. So I think it, it depends on the person, which is the, the worst answer to give, but um, I'll, I'll give you my take on it. And I think one thing that's, that's really exacerbating it. And that's, that comes down to context switching and this way where we're all wired in 24 seven and feel like we have to be available all the time. So I think that constant connectedness has, has done a few disservices for us. So um, as either, you know, sales reps or being a CSM, um, if you're constantly tied in, you're going to be context switching all the time. So uh, it makes it really hard to focus. You're checking your email all the time. It makes it harder to unplug. Um, so I think what that is really causing is it's making us, because we're so distracted and can't focus, it's taking us a lot longer to do things while also making us more miserable because we're tied into that. We can't unplug. So I think that's one of actually the bigger things that you know I've found that um, really rewiring that whole process has made a massive difference in my life and for other people too. Nice. So what, I guess like what's like with the lack of like people can't unplug, how do you, what do you, where's that line of like, I'm nine to five only and I'm done or like, how do you balance or how do you help people find that balance? 
Yeah, exactly. So it's it's different for everyone. And I think, you know, everyone's heard, oh, you should unplug more um, or all these kind of, you know, hacks where you can you know, get more done. But I think a lot of it comes down to your mindset and, and those beliefs that you, and those stories that you tell yourself. So, you know, I'm not a good worker if I'm not available all the time. So like one of the things that has been really helpful is like helping people with those belief systems. And I think one thing that's very impactful for other people is a, a very concrete exercise you can do is planning out your day and just saying, you know, would I be very happy with this and forcing yourself to be more rigid. So a, a simple thing that I've implemented and I recommend is having a shutdown routine. And what's really good about that is I write out the last three at the last end of my day, the three things I want to do in the morning. So that gives me a little bit of space between work and, you know, the rest of my life. And then the next day, instead of hopping on email, I get those three things done. I'm in a more positive mood and then I can move on to the rest of the day. Even if it goes to hell, I have something to show for it. So I think just making that small move can make a huge difference. Love it. Love it. What are some other ways people can build uh, mental resilience? Yeah, I think with mental resilience, like you might picture the, you know, ice bath or the cold plunge, people running 10 miles in this like, you know, <laughs> in your face, tough it out, um, which I guess, you know, that has its own part, but that's not how I think about it. But like mental resilience at, at its core is, you know, building the coping skills to be able to deal with the challenges and pressures that we all face in life. So whether you're in sales or really any profession, it's so important to be able to handle negative thoughts. So you know, one of the things that helped me a lot and I actually incorporate into a lot of the stuff that I do is um, just cognitive behavioral therapy. So that's just, um, and what I do with that is just the process of rewiring those stories in you and changing your negative thoughts. So um, asking yourself a really good example is using data to really unravel some of those stories that you might be telling yourself. So every single sales rep has lost a deal or felt rejection. Um, you might tell yourself, I'm a failure. A more helpful thing might be to say, I failed at this one thing. So like really getting good about how you talk to yourself. Uh, another one that I think is paramount is being more in, you know, not, you know, in touch with your feelings, but, um, you know, being able to identify and manage stress is very important to like understand you know, that that stress isn't necessarily something that is good or bad. It's it's a bodily function and it, it gets bad when you don't know how to manage it and work with it in a healthy way. So trying to avoid it actually is one of the worst things you can do. But, you know, when to push yourself or when to take your foot off the gas, being able to really control that process, you'll get a lot more out of yourself rather than, you know, trying to avoid it all the time or just never thinking about it. And the last I think is, you know, can be very difficult for a lot of us is, but like really learning how to deal with failure in a more efficient way or, or just be a little bit more comfortable with it. Because I remember earlier in my career and we've all gone, we've lost deals, bad things have happened, but uh, it's very important to like not view those failures as permanent and, and try and learn from them. But, you know, not only be okay with it, be okay with it, but be able to get back and, and bounce back from it even quicker because, you know, all of us will lose a deal, but it makes a big difference if you go right back to filling your pipeline again, as opposed to feeling bad for yourself and feeling negative and uh, falling into a slump. So I think that's another important thing you can do. Absolutely. Love it. Um, I, I, everything here you're, you're saying is completely resonated with me. My first business burnout didn't realize it until deep into the burnout. And my only solution was get out. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I know you, we kind of joked about ice baths and to running 10 miles, but from my experience, I feel like uh, exercise and eating healthy as can dramatically affect your brain and, and mm -hmm. really help not necessarily 
avoid a burnout or mental resilience, but really make you feel good. Um, counter, you know, counter the stresses in your day and yeah. your ability to handle those stresses. Uh, if I, you know, for me personally, like if you're spot on, everyone's different. For me personally, it's like if I exercise first thing in the morning, even if I just go for a walk or get some time in nature, fresh air, I just come to work like happy. If I start my day with checking Slack, yeah. And then like, oh shit, so I got to do this. The reality is like, you know, I've got a team across the whole world. That Slack message can wait 30 minutes, right? Like That's generally true. speaking, yeah. it, unless something's on fire and then I get like, yeah, then, then it's like a different thing. But like <laughs> people oftentimes find this like urgency from connecting um, and they think it's urgent, but they just, it's because they just discovered it, right? If they're always connected, everything just seems super urgent. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, but anyways, so uh, I, I just wanted to chime in with some, you know, uh, from some personal pain. But let, let's, you know, let's talk about what, what sales leaders can do. So if you're a sales leader, what can you do to help kind of, I guess, listen or uh, implement to help with your team and their mental resilience? Yeah, definitely. And I, I appreciate you calling out the exercise and healthy diet. It's it's very much an inside job and you got to take care of yourself. That's another thing that... Um, just like, like anything, it's, you know, it's preventative measures can go a really long way. And, um, that's a good way to kind of boost yourself and be able to handle that stuff. So that's, um, I'm, I'm glad that we called that out. That's a, that's a huge part of, um, what I believe in too. So I'm glad that we share the same opinion there, but as a, as a sales leader, I think there's a, a good amount of things you can do. So, um, you know, this is, this is mental health awareness month and, you know, one in four people deal with it in some way, uh, you know, especially, as as guys like you know this is something where like i i still get a little bit uncomfortable like having this conversation with people even though i i, I basically do it for a living um and like i think a thing to do is like if you you want to keep a good pulse on like how your team's doing especially the way the economy is today like i was reading a report from the uh the vendor ceo ryan new where we you know they're saying average contract values are down 20 percent so sales reps now have to find even more. They have to close more logos. Uh, and that's going to put a ton of pressure on organizations, which means there's going to be a ton of more pressure on people. So I think it's trying to find that happy medium between like, obviously you want to get more out of your team, but you have to realize that you're not going to get more out of them unless you change how you're going about it. So I'd say a simple thing you can do is like, even if you're just having that conversation with your team, like, hey, how are you doing? And then if they just say, okay, I'm good, which is what they're going to say 99% of the time is maybe ask like once or twice more and you might have people really um, let you know how they're feeling. So, you know, another thing I'd say is like um, making sure that like people have, you know, maybe share with your own empathy. Like some people have stories that um, they've gone through before and how they've gotten through hard times. But like, I think as a sales leader, like trying to be empathetic and understanding of your team and make sure that um, you're like, we're asking a lot of our sales team, but like, make sure that you're, you're doing something to help them out and at least acknowledge that it's difficult instead of just, Hey, business as usual, keep pushing. You'll get it. Um, it, at least accept the reality and that we're all in it together and we'll get through it. I think that is a lot more powerful than just saying like, suck it up and work harder. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, um, like I find the lens that you look at something from matters the most. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you're coming at this saying, this is the number I have to target. Let's go get it. Versus, and you know how to do that is you need to close more, more logos to get the same number. Versus, hey, it's a tough time. 
in order for you to hit those numbers, you got to actually do 20% better than your best month. Yeah. Uh, so you're asking someone to be like, if they're, if they're a sprint runner, Hey, run 20% faster, right? Yep. What, what, what do you do if you're a sprint runner? Yeah. You actually train, prep, rest, maybe mm-hmm. ice baths, whatever, right? Yeah. Um, if you just don't acknowledge that this is going to be hard, it's going to suck more. It's going to be painful. Maybe, and maybe if that all works out, you can still do it. Uh, versus just like, go do it. You, you can do this, right? Like, uh, but I, lo- I love the fact that you're like, in order to ex- actually hear an answer when somebody, when you ask, how are you doing? You actually have to be empathetic. You might have to share details yourself, right? A lot of yeah. folks, you know, they hop into these, this is the, the typical thing I see in like, leadership one, uh, in their one-on-ones. One, they miss them half the time. They get rescheduled yeah. or they get pushed back. Uh, or it's like, I'm busy. Talk to me in 15 minutes about a bunch of stuff going on. And you don't have the like, how was your day? How are you feeling here? Like, cause that is, you ask that question, you might be able to identify a problem six months before the burnout happens. Yeah, exactly. It's so important to keep that pulse on people. Otherwise, you know, they'll, it's an even bigger problem when your best people leave. Yep, absolutely. Um, well, Ryan, thank you so much for your time. Where can people uh, follow uh, or even join a webinar? Where, where are you at these days? Yeah. So I have a, I'll, you know, add in a link to my training page. So my website is ryanjohansson.me. I'm on LinkedIn too, but I, um, you know, if, if you're a sales leader trying to help your team get in touch and we can put something together to help your team, um, with some of these challenging things. Awesome. And if, uh, for everyone here listening, uh, on LinkedIn, definitely follow Ryan. A lot of great knowledge. It's, it's like every once in a while, like I've been following you for maybe a few months now and, um, you don't know what account we've got like 10 accounts. Uh, but it, it's just a little nudge of like, oh, take care of yourself. Or like, here's one small thing you can do. And these like little tiny nuggets that like, you know, added up can make a big difference. So Ryan, thank you so much. And uh, um, we're really, sales leaders, please implement this stuff. Awesome. Thank you so much.